Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Before we get to our new episode of See You Next Wednesday, we have to give a shout out to our patrons on our Patreon account, which you can find at patreon.com slash modernsuperior. And we have been very happy with how that is going, but you can also find it. You can find it at modernsuperior.com. There's a little Patreon button. If you're checking out the site and uh, no you see the little button go. and you're like, damn, I want to give these guys my money because yeah. I want to get some of that sweet premium content, uh, then, uh, then just click that button, head over to Patreon and subscribe. And we've got a bunch of subscribers that we are very happy to have, and we're going to give some shout outs here to them. Yeah, we want to pledge our undying love to Steve Clark. Yeah, Matt Asbury, mm-hmm. James Turpin, Natalia Manzoko. There it is. Uh, Kevin McCandless, Terry Coles. We got Jennifer Varela or Jennifer V of the OC. Jennifer V presents the OC with Jennifer V. Michael Bowler, uh, James Schultz, Alba Lopez, Kelsey Sharp, James Phillips, JT Schwimmer, 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 Matt Bain, and Simon Lamarche. Yes, or Lamarche, whichever, however. So, yeah, uh, let us know if we butchered your names. But uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we love you so much. Thank you. Did we say Steve? There's a Steve in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, Steve Clark. Okay. He was the first one. Yeah, and uh, Terry Coles too, right? Yeah, we said okay. Terry. My we list was different. Um, All right. Thank you so much for your donations. Yeah. We're going to keep the amazing content coming. We have so many fantastic ideas for the the paywall stuff. You guys got in on the ground floor of this goddamn juggernaut. Yeah. And uh, and it's just going to get better from here. So thank you so much. Stick with us for uh, for some amazing content. And now, some content. <laughs> Welcome to episode 266 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, May 3rd, 2017. And my name is Dan Gorman, and I keep telling you, you flyboys crack me up. (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons, and I scream for it. You scream for it. I'm speaking, of course, about ice cream <laughs> my name is greg lagro and i killed the president of paraguay with a fork how have you been <laughs> oh my god we have tons of stuff to talk about this week two of us got to watch whatever we wanted to in a winner's choice round of film roulette while one of us watched bigger fatter liar on netflix 
A sequel nobody asked for. <laughs> uh, we have a punishment album to talk about. We have new movies, new news, and more. If you'd like to email us your uh, your thoughts and suggestions to info at modernsuperior.com, you can do so. Rate and review us on iTunes, please. Modernsuperior.com is where you can find our podcast, amongst others, and tell all your friends in real life about our show and to go to patreon.com slash modernsuperior and support wonderful podcasts mm. mm-hmm. in Canada. Yes. Woo. Many people did that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so a much. Real, uh, uh, a real uh, sweet, uh, sweet Patreon. Yeah. Effect. So thank you to everybody who did that. Yes, um, thank you again. And we had a great uh, suggestion from friend of the show, Jamie Dew, about doing a movie slack along so if you're a patreon you have access to our slack channel which is kind of a chat room with different rooms and threads where we can talk about movies and popular culture uh-huh. um but he's he suggested that we all watch a movie at the same time and chat to each other yes so yeah. that's gotta happen so we're uh yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna get on slack we'll all watch a movie at the same time yeah and it'll yeah. be super fun we'll all yeah. we'll watch with us yeah yeah it'll be a real watch along yeah <laughs> so do that yeah well we'll we'll pick a night we'll, we'll try to sort of canvas uh what about the best night for everyone is yeah and uh and we'll do that so if you're not on patreon if you're not one of the people that we the names we read out before the show uh you got to get on patreon because you got to get on the yeah, slack channel if you want to get in slack. Gonna be doing a lot of really fun stuff uh even with just the slack channel yeah we're gonna be, it's gonna uh, be real like fun doing it yeah up, yeah so do that good. yeah and you'll have all kinds of fun. Like, I just learned what a Slack channel is today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, the yeah. internet is a wonderful, wild place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's more than just chat rooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly chat rooms. It's mostly chat rooms. Yeah. And mostly people talking about their dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. talking about our Slack channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have yeah. A, our dicks. a dick yeah. channel yeah. where you can... A <laughs> There's dick. a separate channel for each of our dicks. Yeah, yeah and yeah, a yeah. separate channel for vaginas as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, not our vaginas. No. Um, so like real equal opportunity channel. over there at the Slack channel. <laughs> We're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as usual, we went to Facebook and asked people what, to, what they wanted us to talk about. And we mostly got suggestions about television stuff. Yes. Um, although Andrea did mention that Big Trouble in Little China was on Netflix and then yeah. I watched Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. yeah. I, watched, so. I watched Big Trouble in Little China a couple weeks ago, I think, yeah. or maybe yeah. a month ago now. I watched it again, uh, I don't know, a few months back. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is on here. Thanks for I, pointing yeah. that out. I'm going to put it on now. <laughs> my, my Facebook uh, feed was littered with people saying like, hey, Big Trouble in Little China is on Netflix. Yeah. It's uh, wonderful because yeah. it's the best movie. Totally. Yeah. It's real I good. was surprised to find that that movie is still just great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by surprise, I mean not surprised at all. No, yeah. no. Because that movie has always been the best. So I thank think you. I've asked this question before, but is there a more 80s, 80s movie? It's hard. It's so 80s, but still, it looks so good. Oh, no, it looks amazing. Yeah. It is Carpenter. It's, mm-hmm. cr- But it's crazy. The The practical effects are, are oh, yeah. practically yeah, seamless. So maybe I'm just saying that as an old man <laughs> yeah. uh, who grew up with them. But uh, no, no. goodness. It's really Well, simple. I mean, like, Howard the Duck has some sweet 80s but, effects, but yeah. it's not the best 80s movie and no, not no, the most no. 80s no. movie. <laughs> so, yeah, there's yeah. there's a, something special in that one. Yeah. I think mostly Kurt Russell's performance. Yeah. Um, I, I there's so many things to take away from Big yeah. Trouble, but Howard the Duck. The only thing I take away from is uh, duck nipples. Yeah, and Leah Thompson's trying to fuck a duck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, that's where that expression comes from. Go fuck a duck. Oh, that's fuck where, a duck. you know that expression. <laughs> Leah Thompson wants to fuck a duck. Yeah, 
Oh, you're a real Leah Thompson wants to fuck a duck. <laughs> oh, Leah Thompson wants to fuck a duck. I forgot my keys. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll proclaim. So <laughs> go watch Big Trouble in Little China on Netflix. Also, Army of Darkness hit Netflix. So check yeah, that one out, true. too. Lots yeah. of fun. Um, did any of you guys watch any of the shows they were mentioning? Yes. Okay. Who, I had who, a wonder. who mentioned what show? Yeah, start there. Do, well, that, do it that way. Uh, Richard... Feliciano of Surface Noise wanted us to talk about the leftovers. Yeah, I, I certainly googled seen. it. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I know what it is. I know that it exists, yeah. and apparently it's quite good. So we should watch it. I will watch it. Yeah. It's got uh, uh, a, uh, an actor in common with Fargo. Yeah, this season, mm-hmm. and she's just wonderful on Great. Fargo. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll, uh, so maybe I'll get on that. Leftovers. I got some meatloaf. Uh, what yeah. else? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Just kidding. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm just kidding. There's no meatloaf. No. Nate. I, I ate all the meatloaf. Yeah. Yeah. Nate Cash asked us if any of us had checked out Dear White People on Netflix. I did not yet, but uh, if I can interject quickly, mm-hmm. Nate Cash, homie. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I almost started watching that as well on Netflix, yeah. but I have not seen it. I did see yet. the movie, which is uh, spotty. Mm-hmm. Right. You said that. Yeah. You, yeah. you reviewed it on one of our episodes. I believe I did. Yeah. Um, Nate also mentioned The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Have you guys watched that? Yes. I have not. No. I watched Greg. the uh, first episode. And? It's terrific. Yeah? Yeah. That's all I've been hearing. Yeah. It's uh, intense. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> there, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it, it. I don't know if you guys have read the book, if people are familiar with the book. I'm familiar but have not read. Or familiar with the lackluster uh, 1990 yeah I, I know of that <clears throat> it's not good um so this uh goes uh, and margaret atwood was uh involved heavily in the making of yes. this show <clears throat> i think on set frequently yeah working with the cast and uh and handling the script makes a guest appearance in one of the episodes that's what well. i heard yeah so uh, yeah they really dig into the subtext and the meaning of her work and it's uh, of course as someone has mentioned recently it's very timely with what's going on in the climate of the world today yeah the show is not leaning back on anything it hits really really hard it's very dark there's some really almost hard to watch scenes i'll okay. say or they're really like jesus christ this is fucked up yeah <laughs> um but it's carried off uh excellently the tone is great uh elizabeth moss is fantastic even old uh, gilmore girls yeah is pretty good in it um i, I, I can never remember her name so and I feel so bad. That, rory, that they might someday rory, give her a name <laughs> rory gilmore yeah. alexis pladell uh, thank yeah. you yes yeah. and i've ah, it, it won't stay she's just rory <laughs> Um, How much Gilmore Girls have you watched? Uh, uh, more than you would imagine. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I would have, imagine a lot. I've watched I, a lot. I, of, have, uh, I got yeah. time for that, Joe. I, totally. I, I never saw it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I don't think you would like it. No. And it sounds then, like something I wouldn't like. Then you would. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would watch know. the Netflix me. one, and then you would not like it again. No, yeah. Like that me. did no good. No. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but listen, still, it's really dark. It, it fits into the into the climate of today's television very well when okay. you want a very intense storyline with a, a lot to think about. And there's a, a, quite a bit of talking pieces that will come out of this. It's a good thing to watch with your friends and talk about afterwards. Yeah. Performances are great. The direction is great. It looks fucking fantastic. It's a hell of a show. And that awesome. first episode is fucking dynamite sweet i'm gonna yeah. watch that yeah watch it tonight i will somebody asked if we and they asked in the question there you must have hulu in canada 
No, we False. don't. We don't. No. Unless you're... Which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, unless... and you know whose fault that is? Canada's. Canada's. Yeah, no. we did it to ourselves. Not Obama. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah, we have a thing called Canadian content yeah. that makes everything suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a thing called Canadian con- uh, content, which means we have to watch a certain amount of uh, Canadian television. Yeah. But don't worry. They're making another Anna fucking Green Gables for us to watch. Yeah, yeah. So don't worry. We don't need to watch your good American shows. We'll <laughs> yeah. watch another Anna Green Gables. Again. One more time, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But yeah, it's okay, because then you can it. just, you know, you had too much Anna Green Gables, you can just hop in your car and go for a ride yeah. and listen to all the big wreck you can handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot, I've noticed. Yeah, I love that song. I can handle, there, there's one song of theirs that I can handle like a motherfucker. Uh-huh. I think it's a great song. What yeah. song? I, love I don't that song. know. Oh, I don't know. Is but it when that it comes song? on, I don't think it is. Because, but maybe it is because I like it when it goes. Dude. I <laughs> love that song where he does that. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, true. Um, I really love that song. Like, are you singing it, <laughs> or do you love that song? I don't know. We're talking a lot about Big Wreck right now. Right. Yeah. That's no one is going to know that reference yeah. except for ten people in Canada. Did, did they break through to the states? They I don't seem think like so. a band that would have snuck through a little if you bit. Are, yeah, yeah, they like, are one of our best. If no, you are, only at, our crap goes through. If you yeah. live in America and you're listening to this show, go uh, YouTube Big Rex song or that just, song. or don't and let us know or or let us know if you know who ba- Big Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on ninety-seven-seven a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, let us know if you know what 977 is. I didn't yeah, know it. Really that's, that's where Big Wreck lives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is. Big Wreck in, uh, being introduced by Kim Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they throw later to C-Spot Run, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to interject and say that uh, Kim Mitchell is awesome. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And not, since he went bald, he looks like Ben Kingsley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is also even more awesome. <laughs> he is a wild party. <laughs> He's he shaking literally, like a human he being. himself is a wild party. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that party has patio lanterns. I tell you, when I moved to Canada, yeah, and I started watching uh, music television, yeah, um, and there was a lot of Kim Mitchell playing, nice. and I was like. What in the sweet fuck is going on here? Here in Canada. <laughs> what have they done? Yeah, yeah. I get patio <laughs> Where can I get one of those that's a, hats? That's a sweet song. You know, but I was like, go for a soda and stuff. And then when uh, I Am a Wild Party. I Am a Wild Party I, I was, was the one that got me. I was stunned at what the hell. I was like, what is fucking happening here? <laughs> if you didn't completely melt into Canadiana when the Hard get then you're not Canadian. No, no, I yeah. guess it took me a while. For Americans, <laughs> now you have now that you've listened to Big Rex, your song, go yeah. listen to Kim, Kim Mitchell. I am a wild party, and, and, and wild try as hard par. as you can to understand why somebody would name a song "I'm a Wild Party." Yeah. <laughs> This has been Canadian Corner, oh. which followed... This was the Canadian content. We have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which not... followed our discussion about The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those so, of yeah, you who are We can't see it here. It's now. on the Bravo Network. Yeah. Or stealable from the internet. Yeah. Or on Hulu if you're one of those hacker types. Yeah, if you can uh, bounce your DNS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh... Gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're bouncing your DNS right now, cut it out. Yeah. Uh, and then Brian Von Soffel mentioned The Expanse, yeah. which yeah, I have not which watched. Scotty Riley, or Scrud, as yeah, he's known. That's right. Yeah. Scrud Riley. Um, Scrud Hudson. Scrud Riley Hudson. Uh, he he's mentioned it too. Said like it's his fucking great show. Yeah, and I've I'm, and it. there's been a couple times where I've sat down like I'm gonna fucking watch the show, yeah. and then I've read the synopsis and just been so bored by oh, the synopsis. Man. It's itself. so good. I keep hearing how great it is, and I got to get into it, but yeah, there's nothing it. about the outside of it 
That makes me want to watch it. All okay. right. Well, you get a little breakdown of like what's going on. Uh, I don't know what the synopsis is you're reading. Anyway, they give you one uh, that uh, on the top of the first episode sort of explains the world and then just sets you into it. And it's such a, uh, it, as far as sci-fi television goes, it's so inventive. It's, I mean, it, it borrows from a lot. Sci-fi okay. is very re- repetitive, but it's really got a, a fantastic sense of each little world that they're trying to show you. The sets are fucking fantastic. The costuming is great. It's really well shot, and the performances are awesome. Who doesn't like Tom Jane? Sweet. Um, yeah, I've, I'm only uh, halfway through the first season, but I fucking love it. Nice. Awesome show. And it's still in Toronto. Sweet. I'll, I'll <laughs> check out The Expanse. Yeah, you should. You, you, in case you'll like it. It's, uh, it's really good sci-fi. All right, I'll check it out. What uh, other news did you guys want to talk about? Uh, I got a couple things news. News. News, news, new news related. Yeah, 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 related. Go for it. Uh, uh, one which is of great interest to, to me as a uh, a massive uh, sitcom nerd, mm. um, the possibility mm. of a new eight episodes of Roseanne. Yeah, what the fuck? Huh? Yeah. What do you know about that? I know that they're signed on. Apparently. Um. Well, I, I know that they're not. It's not a done deal yet, right? But Roseanne, Sarah Gilbert, and uh, John Goodman have always said uh, have already said that they're in. If it's yeah. gonna happen, eight seasons, um, uh, likely Netflix, I guess, is eight episodes. Eight episodes, yeah. What did I say? <laughs> you said eight seasons. seasons. <laughs> uh, uh, right. I, I'm going to assume that then this will it be ignoring. Uh, the final season of Roseanne with the lottery well, and, and Dan dying. Yeah, with the 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 whole uh, dumb thing where she oh. was just writing it all. Yeah. Um, now, well, that's the thing is that uh, Roseanne has tweeted out and said that she um, that she that she what. What does she think about the dumb episode that ended the final season? She's going to skip was, it? I was creating a cliffhanger. Oh. No, that she's written around <laughs> it kind of thing. So okay. right. so she has an idea how to bring Dan back. Um, and yeah. she has ideas for everybody. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, at this point, you, you can't... You know, Roseanne, the show already went bad once. You know, yeah. uh, so it's kind of like star wars it's like any any new roseanne is going to be at least gr- better great than to watch. how shit it got right yeah. hopefully anyway. yeah yeah hopefully it yeah. goes back to the tone of when it was one of the best sitcoms ever i've been ever. meaning to do and a it run holds up like a motherfucker i i i watched uh, episodes within the last year and yeah. it's it's amazing it's, it's better than i remember it being absolutely it is fucking brilliant yeah. and she is hands down one of the funniest people who has ever been on television yep mm-hmm. yep she is perfect yeah absolutely fucking pitch perfect in the show yeah. as is as is john goodman yeah and as is laurie metcalf laurie metcalf is something else on that show that's yeah. that's one of the shows that i want to do like like i did with cheers where mm. i'd always seen episodes but i'd never ran through it and i still yeah. have never done all of cheers but i got like halfway through and i was like this show's so good yeah, yeah. keep going yeah get, get so, like and get get through the just uh, it's not even it's not that it's bad but it's just awkward or it doesn't it, you don't know how to take it when uh, uh after uh, Shelley Long's yeah. gone and Kirstie uh, uh, Alley comes in, but Kirstie Alley gets so good yeah. once they figure out and she figures out what to do. Yeah, and I ju- so, right. I've seen some and episodes with her, and, and I like generally yeah think that 
She's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> she just gets funnier and funnier. Yeah, I, I, Rebecca Howe is a classic. Character. Oh my god, she got fucking dead on oh, hilarious so when good. they started making her more and more pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Kirstie Alley just got funnier and funnier. Her, her obsession with Robin Colcord is oh, a my god. wonderful chunk of television. <laughs> but not just ro- just any rich man <laughs> any rich- who is who, who is a satellite of Cheers. <laughs> she falls in love with. Oh, yeah, so new Roseanne. Wonderful. Uh, episodes coming hopefully yeah yeah that's super cool um what other news were we thinking oh what's you had it? something else right oh yeah uh b- big news yeah uh-huh. um and uh i feel like we can spoil it at okay. this point right um because uh m night Shyamalan has already spoiled it right yes. uh he will be making a sequel to both Unbreakable and, and split. split right and it will be called mr glass yeah or just just glass, glass. just glass yeah, yeah. all right yeah, that's fine. And Maybe did, it's about Philip Glass. I don't know. He did <laughs> let us know that it's so much like acting to write, and that he is so scared for his characters Listen, as he's writing. Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're worried that M Night Shyamalan's not still a huge shithead, <laughs> sleep easy, my friend. I had to take he's a break from writing. I so scared I got for my scared. characters. I got so scared writing. <laughs> I'm such a scary writer. I like I. I at once feel bad for making fun of it because I understand that like writers have like a very, you know, like intimate relationship with the stuff that they're writing. And it, I'm sure there are times where, where people that are very emotionally invested in what they're writing, they can get overwhelmed. But for just for the fact that it was M night and that he tweeted it, he yeah. was like, got to step away. Yeah. I'm scared for these characters. Yeah. It's like, Hey, we're all glad that you're making good <laughs> movies again, but you're still on fucking thin ice. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, take, like even your fucking cameo in split should have been a big thumbs down, but you just skirted it with. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 So, uh, short enough. May- you didn't do anything stupid. Yeah. Maybe jump off Twitter. Pal. Yeah. So M night glass, it's coming. So now that well, that's been spoiled, I want to. I do want to talk with you, Casey, about the end of Split. Yeah, and seeing that for the first time. Uh huh. Because it was like, um, I mean, that guy shoots for the twist all the time or the big reveal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when that landed, uh, I, I, I literally sat with my mouth agape, like, oh, <gasps> there's a moment, <laughs> there's a, a pretty good moment in the movie Signs. Um, where uh, Joaquin Phoenix sees the uh, footage of the alien for yeah. the first time. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And he kind of flips out in a really great way. Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah, absolutely. It, I, I was just like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Oh, I could shit. not have been more. I turned into a fucking 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited and satisfied and yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. And it was the perfect reveal. It was the perfect way to do it. Perfectly executed. I hate Bruce Willis right now. And <laughs> it made me go, oh, shit, I love Bruce Willis again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will he show up for this movie? Uh, he must. I watched I watched Unbreakable this week. Yeah, um, yeah, great. Uh, in in light of the news. Yeah. Uh, uh, because Myers hadn't seen it, she really yeah. wanted to see it. Uh, and uh, God damn it, he is fucking great. He's really he good at it. He shows the fuck up for that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like, he plays... He, he's better in that movie than he is in The Sixth Sense, and he's pretty Absolutely. fucking good in The Sixth Sense. Absolutely. Um, no, I think that's probably his, you know... I've seen some. I've seen a lot of writers and a lot of uh, critics and 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 people like that on Twitter go. And excuse me, guys, uh, Unbreakable is only a an okay movie. Let's not all get too excited. No, fuck off. Like, that yeah, amazing. you're fucking dumb as shit because that movie <laughs> is fucking great. So good. And there's so dumb good. shit in it because it's M Night Shyamalan. It's just there's gonna be dumb shit in his movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He swallows water too fast. Yeah. <laughs> but but but. 
for some reason he believes his own world so much that it works yeah that it fits in there good oh yeah god damn it what a great movie i'm so excited about this yeah yeah i hope yeah i i, I didn't have that much of a reaction i was like okay oh i'll I watch where this I goes flipped out. i flipped out yeah <laughs> yeah but it was mostly just because like i really like unbreakable but i haven't gone back to it lately so i feel like like you watched yeah. it when you did the run through. I've seen it like a lot of times. It, yeah, like a lot. So of I, times. I, I probably would be more excited if I was to go back and watch it, and yeah. I probably will. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. Yeah, I feel bad for the kid in it because he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's very dramatic. Yeah. Um. But also, I mean, this was the movie after the Sixth Sense. Yeah. Uh, where that whole movie was like, did you see that fucking kid? Mm-hmm. You see that kid? Mm-hmm. Act? Like, so this is the next big kid in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. He's like, oh shit, I got to win an Oscar with this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, is that uh, kid still acting though? Because he might maybe. be and he might not. Uh, I, I didn't rec- I think he might be, but I, I didn't recognize him. I've like, seen he's, him in other stuff. He's a, he's a dude now. Like, he's yeah. not like a little fellow. <laughs> he turned into no. a dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Dude. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah so but he's, class. he's in some great scenes and he's good and I love the scene when he's got the gun on. Uh, See, I I just find it a little bit like uh, like he's really swinging for the fences. And he's a kid, you know, like yeah. get off his back. I get it, but uh, but it's you know it's it's just, he's very yeah. dramatic. I'm excited for Glass. I I I'm, I hope he's got another one in him. I can't believe how fucking great yeah. um, uh, uh, Sam Jackson is yeah. in, in oh, yeah. Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to see the further yeah. uh, oh, adventures of that character. Fucking A. So you watched Unbreakable in advance of Glass. Casey, uh, Greg, have you been watching anything yeah. this week? Yeah. Let's do that. I feel like there's a couple. Aren't there other things? I mean, that's news wise? Yeah, yeah. Or like, there's stuff to talk about. It's been a, There's been a lot of discussion about why there isn't any Wonder Woman promo fucking going on. Yeah. And that is weird. When does it come out? In a month. Yeah. What the, what and the, the direct fuck? the director yeah, yeah. was posting. I, I saw she did post something on yeah. Twitter, but like here's here's like a teaser. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. They released a new like whipped together trailer that's basically the same shit mm-hmm. that came out like today or something, and it it feels like they went oh right after everyone was like yeah. hey what in the sweet fuck where's the tie-ins where's the promo where yeah. like they do this with like every like it's fucking Wonder it's Woman fucking Wonder Woman and your whole franchise thing is fucking fading fast yeah you better grab onto are something. they try- like are they trying to do a thing where they're like okay let's not whip up too much expectation because mm-hmm. that's has hurt us in the past maybe maybe if we don't know no, there's already two fucking trailers for justice league yeah. yeah i don't know man i don't know what yeah. the fuck it seems well it, i know what the fuck it is they just have no faith in a woman-led yeah. superhero movie that's the problem uh, and so their solution is let's not advertise. I don't know. They, they don't even think about it. Like it just seems so. I don't know. The whole thing's a fucking bummer. Definitely. I hope it's a good movie. It better be Me a too. Good movie. Um, there was. I'm trying to think of the trailers. Um, there was a new trailer for It Comes at Night. Uh, which, I haven't watched that because I like the other trailer so much. It looks so. <laughs> I'm, fucking like, I'm already it, sold. It. it the the that that trailer was great. This trailer is fucking great yeah really okay. so all right. although i i said to richard of surface noise today he was like uh, i've heard so much about how great it looks i don't want to watch even the teaser because i just want to go in for it yeah, yeah and yeah. i was like you should at least check out the teaser it'll give you like a, a sense of the tone and yeah. then if you're sold by that teaser trailer you don't i wouldn't say that you necessarily have to watch this because it is more just like here's some more of what the story is going to be yeah but i mean it yeah, still I don't know looks if I want that. I'm kind of good. I'm so sold on it. Athena and I saw the trailer, the the teaser one, the, yeah, the, uh, on the big screen before 
I don't yeah. know what, but uh, and it really got me again. And I'm like, I'm so yeah. sold. Like, I don't yeah. even eh. trailer that good. You don't. So need if to you make run into one. the trailer in theaters or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't say that you have to if you're already stoked on it. Yeah, but if you don't, if you haven't heard of it at all, check out the yeah, trailer. Yeah, because I, I feel like the second trailer is just more of this, like it's it opens the world up a little yeah. bit. And if you don't want that, don't watch this. Yeah. yeah. Because you already have a sense of the tone. I don't want that. Who in the dude watch it? <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> it comes at night. Looks I'm wonderful. trying this new drunk Orson Welles persona. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's working so far. Yeah, it comes at night. Trailer. Check yeah. it. Was there anything else? I can't remember. I'm trying to think of other trailers. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. yeah I'll circle back. I guess, All right. Think yeah. of what I'm thinking of. Well, I, I'll um, dive in real quick on something that I watched that I had never seen before. Um, I realized that I have a real blind spot for early Cronenberg or actually anything pre-Videodrome. Oh, so I had okay. actually never seen Scanners. Get the yeah. fuck out. And I watched you? Scanners. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a good movie. And with the intention of I'm going to watch all Scanner movies. I'm gonna oh, watch, don't do that. I'm doing it. <laughs> I've already started the process. I'm going to watch one, two, three, um, oh. Scanner Cop, and then the one where they went back to the Scanners title. Okay. So just because I have to. Yeah. So, no, you don't. But I watch. I do. I got. <laughs> no, I think. I think you totally. I do. All right. Yeah. I. I. You know what? I'll be surprised if you make it all the yeah. way. I. Yeah. Well, I probably won't this, review this them. Franchise. But yeah. You'll falls you'll, apart immediately. I think yeah. you'll figure out why you don't need to. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see. I've already watched two, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It's got some, it has some really, really good moments, okay. but it's oh. not Scanners One, which no. has the, the many fucking amazing oh, moments. Amazing. What a good. I movie. loved it so much, and I've. You know what? One of the things. One of the reasons why I've never watched. Cronenberg's scanners is because I feel like there has been an air around it that it was, you know, the head explosion is what we all know from scanners. Yeah. And the, the, the series kind of never really tops that moment in the sense of like few things ever, a few things can. Yeah. But I kind of got the sense that like, Oh yeah, scanners, like there's some really great moments, but it's like, there's a lot of stuff in it. Then it gets boring. I feel like I've always kind of had that, that sense of people that sort of, sort of say like, yeah, it's got these great moments, but it drags or something. Mm. And I was sold from the first frame. I loved yep. everything oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I thought yeah. the plotting was great. It's so good. I felt like it. It it is the kind of movie that is just obtuse enough that it feels like it's threatening to fall apart. Mm-hmm. It feels like the threads are, are kind of threatening to be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why is this happening? But it that never actually happens. I yeah. feel that I feel that way about Videodrome. But I feel like the, those threads remain loose enough that that it, after a while it becomes a little uh, a little uh, uh, unremarkable Loosey to goosey. watch. Yeah. yeah. No, I I thought Scanners was amazing, and even though it doesn't, in a sense of violence, top that, there are so many amazing scenes where there is some crazy, um, intense moments or crazy, intense violence yeah. that is sold so well. It's like a punch to the gut. There's a scene where they're trying to escape in a van and then this like the the bad guys pull up in like a unmarked van and these little like um blinder kind of windows go and snap open and all these barrels come out and just like obliterate the the van and it is so shocking and surprising i was like oh fuck (laughs) like it was like a the movie punched me and that happens enough throughout the movie that yeah, even if there are some kind of like silly dialogue scenes because this is you know one of those movies where some of the acting and some of the dialogue is a little gnarly because yeah, it's like yeah. tax shelter canadian yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it, none of that matters it's 
But a even that stuff has a charm to it, I'd say. Absolutely. Yeah. And, a, and a thing that like Cronenberg was really good at from what I've seen of his earlier stuff, including Videodrome, where the concept of the scenes sell the scenes that don't work en- enough or the fact like there's something about it, the atmosphere that sell it, even when it's kind of like a scene that might not work otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. The, where it fit. I, I was thinking this is going to be a real uneven movie and I'm going to like what I like about it and not like other parts, but I just kind of came out of being like, that's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. No, Scanners. it's a hell of a movie. So yeah. good. Yeah. So, so, so good. Yeah. I loved it. Ah. So watch Scanners if you've never seen it. Don't be a dummy like me. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Greg, what have you been watching this I week? have been watching. I saw some stuff. Okay. Um, Handmaid's Tale was big on my list to get yeah. to. Uh, and I, uh, I was watching some other television as well. I am really put the gas on uh, uh, season two of uh, Better Call Saul. Nice. Trying to catch up so I can get on this season. Because oh, everyone yeah, seems yeah. to be losing their fucking minds, and I don't want anything spoiled on Facebook. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I won't say anything, but yeah. there's a reason they're losing their fucking minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm racing to that as fast as I can. Uh, so that took up a lot of my week. But I did find time to watch uh, a movie, okay. a motion picture. Sweet. Last week when I watched Hard Target 2. Yeah. Hard Target. Harder Target. <laughs> Hard Targeter. Which, again, was a delight. Yeah. I got to watch that. <laughs> and I, I was so pleased that uh, Robert Nepper. Uh, uh, Prison Breaks Teabag mm-hmm. um, was the bad guy in it, and I was just and, I was, and he looks the same, and uh, and why you know uh, I've been watching Prison Break as well. Nice, but that's for another time. Yeah, uh, you know what they say about eating people. Yeah, keeps you young. And he looks the same. Um, and I also <laughs> started Prison Break from the beginning, watching with Athena, and I was yeah. like, this guy just like he's one of those guys who will like always look forty eight. You know, like and I was like, <laughs> and then I was curious. I'm like. I wonder if he looked like an old 48-year-old man when he was young. How long yeah. has he been acting? Character actor. And so I okay. took a look at his IMDb, and I came across something, and I was like, please let me find this. Yeah. And then I found it. He starred in a movie in 1987 called Wild Thing. Okay. So I watched that, and he plays Wild Thing. Wait, sorry, who did the movie. Nepper? Yeah, yeah, T-Bag. Yeah. When T-Bag was a young man, he was Wild Thing in Wild Thing. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! The, yeah. I think this is a movie that I've been looking for forever. I, 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 it's this is the Dan I have been Gorman finding. Th- I've been looking for this movie Listen. about a child in the city and right. shit. Oh right. man, where did you find this movie? <laughs> I need fucking YouTube. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You can either watch. Uh, it's either in seven parts, okay. which isn't bad. Uh, you, the color saturation is a little high, but it actually helps with some of the shit scenes. Yeah, it's not filmed very well. Um, I didn't know. Or you can watch it. It's 112 minutes long, okay. and then jump to part seven of the. <laughs> okay. Uh, of the, right. Yeah, okay. I, I can't remember where I heard about this. It wasn't because of Robert Knepper. It was, I, I think it was just like this is a hard to find movie, and the the fact that it was about. A kid who yeah. who runs to the city because he witnesses something and grows up in the slums like as an animal. I was like, I right. need to see this yes, movie. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And I was just like, what in the sweet hell? So what happens is now this is it has a slightly higher uh, production value than I was anticipating, mm-hmm. considering he's kind of nobody. But you know, then you look at the rest of the cast, and you got Kathleen Quinlan, you got Robert yeah. Davi, you got Maury Chaikin. And, and the director hey, did nothing else. No, but so, oh, movie-wise. Cree Summer. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. I had a huge crush on Cree oh, Summer. Oh, man, did I have a big crush on Cree Summer. Yeah. Um, it was uh, written by John Sayles, or the story by John Sayles. Yeah. Oh, who back is, when he was still uh, still B-level. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah doing amazing work in the B-level. Yeah. I love yeah, the yeah. strips. So 
Uh, and like they definitely had some money going on here because the soundtrack is all real songs. Nice. For the most part. Uh, and so what it is is there's this hippie couple, and they're driving around with their little toddler, and then they pick up a hitchhiker. He's got a bunch of drugs on him that he stole from Robert Dobby. Then Robert Dobby shoots uh, them, the parents with a, an evil cop. And they kill the parents, so the kid runs away and is taken in by a hobo lady and is raised on the streets by hobos. Yeah. So, and of course... I, I was like, well, yeah, I need to see this. Yeah, because yeah. all, yeah, all the hobos I'll are... I'll just watch Walk Like a Man, thank you very much. <laughs> so, but all the hobos are like hobos from like a Terry Gilliam movie. They're all like <laughs> Shakespearean hobos. <laughs> <laughs> and like really wacky, over-the-top performances. And so he grows up as wild thing. He does not really talk, but he... Runs around like an animal for some reason. They know there's, that hobos aren't wolves, not, right? I don't know that they don't know that. Like, there's a scene where he runs up wild things up on the roof when he's like 12 or something. And he hears the, the sounds of the city. Like <laughs> a cat. And he makes, a lot, like, he makes a lot of cat noises throughout this movie. That's like his go-to thing. Is like... Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Now, it doesn't go... As far as it should, oh, okay. And like the the action of him being because they they're trying to make him out like a kind of a Tarzani Batman hero of the city, but it doesn't quite get there. Not enough happens. Like he really just kind of saves one person from a fire, but totally gets burned up in the process. Oh no, <laughs> not horribly bad. But oh, wild thing. He's like he comes jumping out of a window covered in flames and just he hits the ground. And he's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, people! I'm not saving this shit. Is horrible. Um. And there's a little like swinging around, uh, uh, you know, on a vine at one point. But sweet in the city, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's uh, city vine. Yeah, city vine. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a red vine. gritty like '80s thing, but also like fun '80s things. I want to use the song yeah. "Wow" thing and mm-hmm. do the whole Shazam. Now, um, there was this other song that played that I just I couldn't. <laughs> I, I love songs that are just written by some B-level yeah. whoever musician, to, and they just stick it in a movie. You could never find a copy of it anywhere. Yeah. I did record it. Sweet. Uh, with my phone here. It's not super long. You'll get to understand why I recorded it. <laughs> I'm going to play some of it here for you. Okay. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy. <laughs> it's easy. already pretty good. Yeah. Already pretty good. Already so I'll start. Great. Okay, here, just a moment, a little taste of this song. Uh, Yeah. Business. I think the song is called Business Lady. (laughs) Well, the first words, I'm pretty sure, were human Sasquatch. You're not far off. That was uh, in business land. What is happening? Oh, he's not saying human Sasquatch at all. So it's about it's about living tough, life's hard, and business land. And you you mean business (laughs) when you're there. I love it. And then I'm like, wait a second, is this song about hookers? Because <laughs> this. Uh... 
I, I don't like the implication that a business lady has to be a hooker. <laughs> it, well, it happened in a hooker scene, though. Oh, that, yeah, I, that was my question. My thoughts towards business sure. lady. My question was, what's happening in this scene that has to do with this kid? Chris Summer is uh, almost seduced into the uh, the world uh, of business the ladies. World of business the, ladies. the high stakes world yeah, yeah, of business prostitutes. Yeah. Listen, I fucking love that song. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, that song <laughs> was pretty I, dope. I had to rewind the movie and record it because I, I realized that song meant business. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. I gotta watch this movie. business lady. I'm watching business this movie business. For sure. Oh, that guy wrote that song. Was like, I'm well, coming for you, Michael McDonald. No. I also added Walk Like a Man to my watch list because I have never seen that. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that, that movie looks, is the best. Yeah, you're going to like it. I am looking forward to that. Uh, maybe I'll do a double feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, that was the 10-year-old me saying. Oh, I went on I went on the uh, letterbox for it, and it was a lot of people being like, I loved this when I was a kid. I thought it was great, and now I'm sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Rewind>. no. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling for some reason that it's going to be really racist and sexist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know probably. why. Probably. Uh, or just not good. Yeah, Wild <laughs> Thing. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I Dan, watch it. But you've no. got to yeah, watch it. Dan should watch it. You've got to be pretty down with the '80s ridiculousness movies, and it doesn't it doesn't go uh, as far out of control as I wanted it to. It really could have. It see, it sounds very watchable, but there's a <laughs> really weird scene where, like, I mean, Kathleen Quinlan is just she's just a normal lady, and of course she falls for Wild Thing. She's like, oh, who's this? Weird homeless man who doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> now, I may just be a business lady. But yeah, but I should probably bang this dude. Probably going to fuck this feral guy. This wild thing. <laughs> I didn't move to New York City to not fuck a feral homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the fact that she's down for it to begin with yeah. is crazy. But then when he describes to her what he thinks sex is like, I don't know why she's like, sold. <laughs> what he thinks sex is yeah, like? Yeah. I think he calls it belly bumps. <laughs> So he's a real Nell kind of a character. Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Nell was like a feral uh, 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 New York City street oh. super lady. Oh, yeah. Horny feral hobo. <laughs> Who met a business lady whose business was fucking <laughs> feral dudes. Yeah. And business uh, uh -huh. was booming. Yeah. <laughs> and business was good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, Wild Thing. Oh, yeah, 1987. Wild yeah, if, I, you want, if you want to find it and watch it on YouTube, that's it. what you uh, type in. Wild Thing, 1987. Awesome. You will find a few options. I got to watch it. At least watch the trailer, everyone. I think when I went to watch it, I found those parts on YouTube, and I was like, oh, I'm not fucking with this. Yeah, but that's usually a, a pain in the ass. If but this a, you can do an hour and 15 minutes and about, then, and then jump to part jump seven to part of seven, seven, and you'll be okay. Got it. Right? Sweet. I mean business. <laughs> Casey, anything else that you were watching? Business lady. <laughs> business um, Casey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched a couple things that I'll talk about. Uh, one, I think you guys have already talked enough about it, so I'll just briefly mention, I finally caught up and saw Get Out. Nice. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a good movie. That's all you got? Yeah. Just it's a good movie. It's a good, it's a mm. good entertaining movie. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. The the two things I've got for look, it's fantastic. It is right. fantastic. There's <laughs> just a couple things about it that I was like, oh, this movie's better than this. Why is it doing this thing? Um. But there's such minor things I don't even want to bring them up. Okay. It is a good movie, and it fully cements in my mind that uh, Lakeith Stanfield is oh. the best young actor out there yeah. right now. Yeah. Totally. 
I have a question for you. To settle this between uh, Jake Gorman and Dan Gorman. Oh. Uh, we were talking recently, and I made sort of an offhanded comment about Get Out, and I basically said that you know, he was describing it to my father and, and describing it very much in terms of it being like it's a horror movie, and my dad doesn't like horror movies. And I was yeah. like, but... It's also quite funny, and oh, it, no. and I said basically like it's about as funny as it is scary, and my oh, brother yeah. was like no, and I was like I'd say it's pretty close to being like it's a horror comedy. Like there's some fun, there's a lot of funny moments well, in but it. But that's what I liked about it is that there's a lot of funny stuff, but it's not like I wouldn't call it a horror jokes. comedy. No, yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's incidentally funny things. I don't know about incidentally that are, that are though. Masterfully kind of woven because in. a lot of the stuff with like his friend, oh, yeah. is being played. Like there's a Lil, there's Lil many... Rel is just comic relief. Yeah, but and, then there's well, also stuff at the beginning not, that's, but... that with like the introduction of the family that's very specifically being played for like laughs in the sense of like I can't well, believe it's, but like it's, it's so much like of it social is, satire yeah you know? I think it's, so much of it is character set up yeah and, and is like we're trying to set these people up as yeah. the quintessential uh, yeah. super liberal white people uh, uh, kind of thing and, and that is inherently funny when viewed through the lens of you yeah. know, of one black person amongst a bunch of white but, people just yeah. just trying and, to but get But the movie through. knows that it's doing that yeah. and I and yeah. he he took a very uh he was very much like I wouldn't ever say that that movie was a comedy in any way and I was like eh, this movie knows it's being funny quite a few yeah. times. Absolutely, but I just think that the that the comedy is woven really tightly yes, into absolutely. Uh, into the story so so as it doesn't feel like it's going out of its way to no. be funny. Um so I understand both of your points. Yeah. I do. And there's a real tense. There's a tension to the to entire the movie, the, yeah. yeah. Um, so that you're always feeling that. So when there's something that's funny, the movie never really lets up. Yeah, Look, yeah. It, I think it's I, as I, funny I, as over, it is. Sorry, go ahead. I'm overstating saying that it's that it's just pretty good. It is a really like by the end of the movie, I was like, that was fucking worth my time. I just think everybody going nuts about it. I'm like, but there's a couple of little contrivances in there that are that are like, well. I I feel like everybody didn't need to go as crazy as they did. Maybe it got a little too built up for me. Yeah, um, and I think it's a movie that you would have uh, benefited from seeing in the theater with a large group of people. Like, yeah, which is absolutely. Uh, it's one of the best theater experiences I've had in a decade. Yeah, uh, I agree. That yeah. theater was was amazing. Really, yeah, really. And uh, so I I can ag- I can understand where your brother's coming from because. I do agree that this movie is as about as funny as it is scary and tense. Yeah. But I, I would I, I really hesitate to call it a horror comedy because I feel like that puts it in a weird box that it shouldn't be in. Yeah, but I think that I agree. Or I mis- know what you mis- mean. Represents it. I know what you mean and by horror me comedy. Up on titles. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that's. I agree. I I understand that saying it's a horror comedy or a comedy horror puts yeah. it in something that's like oh it's going to be like a splat stick like or it's going to be yeah, this yeah. Or that. But I do think that like those are if. If if this movie is doing anything, it's 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 almost even more of a thriller horror, a thriller comedy. Yeah, like it, it's oh absolutely. It, it yeah. doesn't really go out of its way to be like boo. It's no. not like scary, like, scary at all. And it's that's more the great of a like thing tense, about it. a tense thriller with I, social and comedy. Like yeah, I I love that the moments that like the really like boo moments yeah. aren't just straight up jump scares or whatever. It's yeah. like. Well, why is he doing that? Ah, why is he running? Yeah. Stop running. <laughs> You're creeping me out. Yeah. yeah. Um and, and and look, 
I, I did. I loved a lot of this movie. It just did a couple of things where I'm like, you got to say those things that now that you've brought well, them up like four times. Couple, it's just the thing where somebody's on the phone and it's just a real easy way to kind of go, well, I need the audience to know what this person's thinking. So they'll just say everything that they're thinking right now. And it's just a really easy way to, to, to do that. But it feels like, why is that character doing that? Why mm-hmm. are you like, why are you saying everything you're thinking right now? A, a person wouldn't do that. And in a movie that is so beautifully uh, uh, wrought up until that point where somebody's just saying everything they're thinking because they need the audience to, to, to know it's kind of like, Oh, that's, that's a hard left turn into uh into an easy device that I, I, I didn't like. Um, but it's easy, easily forgivable because I think you get back into, into things. And then the way the whole thing resolves is just like, now eh, sort of an ending. Like, and it's a good ending. It's just, it's just, it ends on a joke. And I'm like, well, the joke's not very funny. And, 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 and it just kind of, and maybe you don't need that, that the ending to be explained or whatever. It's just, I, I don't know. There, yeah. there, there's things about it that I was just like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But by and large, everything about the plot and everything about the way the plot unfolds. And again, Lakeith Stanfield is fucking great. But he does it at the beginning, too. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm going to talk. I'm going to say everything that I'm thinking because I'm walking around and you have to know what I'm thinking. So I'm going to say it. That was funny, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> that stuff was funny, yeah. I thought. And then, Jake and then there was, oh, I was fucking so delighted that Pam shows up because I was like, you know, I'd completely forgotten about Pam. Mm-hmm. Pam from uh, uh, The Cosby Show. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my God, I love <laughs> that she was there. <laughs> but then there's the whole scene where he goes to the cops and and then they laugh at him. But, like, it's it's just such an old trope that I'm like, this feels sitcom-y, this scene. Yeah, I found it fun. Yeah. I don't know. And, Didn't bother uh, me. And Daniel uh, Kaluuya's performances. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Holy yeah. shit. Everybody. Fucking. Yeah, I know. Fucking. There's no bad performance in the movie. Yeah. Uh, like, look, I, I fucking love Bradley Whitford in everything he does. Yeah. But he is exceptional here. Stephen yeah. Root is fucking exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, the standout performance for me is Lakeith Stanfield because yeah. of everything he's playing in the moment. Oh, and the little contrivance uh, that I don't want to spoil because it's kind of a spoiler. But every little moment where he's playing, like you find out what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything that he's... And then you think back to his performance, you're like, Jesus, he's playing everything that's going on with that character. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking crystal clear. Yeah, it's yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, get out. Yeah. And see, get out. Yeah, yeah, get out. More like get into it. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh-huh. Um, anything else, you guys, before Film Roulette that you want to talk about? No. No? Uh, there's just one thing that I've been watching, and yeah. maybe I won't talk about it. I'll All just tell right. you guys that I've been watching it. Okay. Uh, so maybe you guys can can get into it. The, it. This is the best fucking television event that I have seen in a very long time. Okay, but uh, we've been watching. We're we're six episodes into the seven episode series, uh, Big Little Lies. Oh yeah, uh, holy fuck! I you hear guys. that's so good. It's fucking great. I don't know what that is. Oh boy, it's a seven seven episode miniseries on. Uh-huh. Um, on uh, HBO, uh-huh. yeah, it's uh, created by David E. Kelly. Created and huh. written every episode, cre- uh, written by David E. Kelly. Huh. Every episode directed by Jean uh, Jean Marc Vallée. Yeah, the director of Dallas Buyers director Club. of Dallas Buyers Club and huh. Wild. Yeah, and um, it stars Reese Witherspoon. Uh, um, oh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, right, uh, it was right, supposed to be really good. Oh, I know Woodley. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, 
it, it is fucking phenomenal. Oh, great. Yeah, so I won't say anything more about it, but watch it so that we yeah. can talk about it. Uh, beautiful. Right. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Sweet. Well, then uh, let's. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's get on over to Film Roulette, how about? Okay. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good or this week get to pick what they're going to see, be it at home or otherwise, and the low roller has to see something that we have deemed a loser movie for the week. Sometimes it's in theaters, sometimes it stars Adam Sandler, and this week it was a Netflix pick. But the winner, or sorry, the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Uh, last week, Casey was the low roller, so he gave us a John uh, John Meyer album. Right. Wonderful. So we'll talk about that album, talk about the Spoiler. two winner movies, and roll for our picks next week. And that's how you play Film Roulette. Uh, so Greg and I got to watch whatever we wanted. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Now, I kind of ended up seeing something that might not be the longest discussion. How do you feel about what you watched? Um, I, do you yeah. want to go first or do you want me to go first? What do you think? I'll go first. Fuck it. All right. What did you watch? <laughs> I watched uh, a... a uh, a Netflix presents oh original film. I watched Small Crimes. Oh, I, I almost watched that too. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to hear anything about this. Yo, cats. I, uh, director of uh, uh, Cheap Thrills. Yeah. Yes. Follow up film and co-written by uh, Macon Blair. That's right. I and really... he's in it as well as is uh, Gary Cole, Molly Parker. Yeah. And it stars uh, Jamie Lannister, uh, Nicolaj Coster Waldo. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it normally, so I have to say it with a stupid voice. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, What's it about? It is well. It's a crime drama, black Small comedy. Crimes. I'd say. Okay. Um, a disgraced former cop, fresh off of a six-year prison sentence for attempted murder, returns home looking for redemption, but winds up trapped in the mess he left behind. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there. What? What? Uh, what? I liked this movie. Cool. I wasn't nuts about this movie. Okay. Um. The problem being is, I. Uh, the idea is great that it is a, uh, you're looking at how a man's life affects other people's lives or, or like small crimes 
a lot of small things end up being a one really big thing. Yeah. And it can be uh, hugely detrimental to so many people. Yeah. So there, there's that there and the ideas of can someone actually change mm-hmm. and blah, 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 this and that. And, and it's, well, it's, it's interesting things to look at, but we only get pinpricks. And I felt like I was watching not a movie, but like a pilot of a series. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It had that tone to yeah. it. It felt television-y. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and like that it was trying to like set set it up kind of yeah and I'm like I need more detail on what happened six years ago because this goes right into it but it doesn't have the weight of it doesn't have enough of the experience of that uh, of the 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 mess he's left yeah. behind that he's now in again very specifically in again <laughs> um and I it ended and I was like good good like good and, Worth I, and I was yeah. very happy with the ending um, but I was like, dang, I wish this was stretched out over 10 episodes and you could like dive into these yeah. ideas that are thrown out there and, and very good performances across the board. Everyone's great. He's fucking fantastic in it. Uh, Robert Forrester's there. You can't go fucking oh, wrong man. with that. And so it's just, it was like, it was a good, but not great. Like, not, not enough. Yeah. yeah. You know, whereas like Chief Thrills was such a tight, perfect package totally. for me. Yeah. I know not everyone loved it like we did, but I adore that movie. Yeah, yeah. those people are wrong. That movie. Yeah, I've been meaning so to watch wrong. it again. And, too. I, and yeah. I, there are some themes that uh, start to translate here, uh, but aren't, uh, but, but don't. They okay. don't make it. They yeah. don't get there. Where Cheap Thrills, like where he, he where Pat Healy's character goes yeah. and why. I can really get behind and yeah. really buy. Yeah. And they, there's similar themes. Oh, and then the fucking end. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are similar themes <laughs> kind of presented here, but they don't have the same kind of weight or, nor commitment to them from either yeah. the writing or the character. Um, uh, Macon Blair is great in it. Uh, Pat Healy is in this as well and is fucking terrific. Awesome. Uh, he Matt, just shows up I wanted kid. more of <laughs> him because he's so great. Um, it's worth a watch, but you know it's an hour and a half too, so don't yeah. worry about it. You're not going to waste a lot of time uh, on a, I'd say, you know, like a 75% movie. Yeah. Um, that again feels kind of like a pilot for a TV show until it ends because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, bummer. That that's a real bummer because I mean the idea of an El Cats and Macon Blair project being episodic television just sounds wonderful. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And this should be stretched out. They have such a great little small America world that they've put together and not the, not the most common one, you know, we we get a lot of like small town American crime and this has kind of got a different, and all the angles are different. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fall into the basic traps. Yeah. I felt that about, uh, I don't feel at home on this Mm -hmm. world anymore. I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I felt the the same. Like it, it creates a really fun world out of things that should be well tread. Right. Yeah. Um, Totally. Yeah, and the, the motivations and the ripple effect of actions, it's all uh, Gary Cole's great in it. Uh, I only say that because he's, he, he does steer a lot of the um, yeah. events. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's worth checking out. Okay. It's a good watch. It's, it looks nice, uh, and, yeah, the performances are great. And there's some great dialogue. There's some really great, great moments, and I really, really liked uh, Molly Parker in this uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Oh, she's wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. So I have sort of like a, a pseudo-related discussion here that I think might— Small Crimes. Small Crimes was the, the movie. The name of that movie. Small yeah. Crimes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Small Crimes. Over to you, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So um, just to piggyback off what you were talking about, because you mentioned that that movie seemed like— 
almost like a television pilot. Yeah. Recently, there was a lot of talk on the internet about, you know, Netflix. Um, and I've mentioned this in the past, like Netflix has been going and buying a lot of movies at Sundance right. Right, right, or, right. or just in general, they're really bulking up their movie selection. Maybe so that down the road, they're going to pull back on older stuff and just be more about here's our platform for our movies. Here's our own sure. stuff. But yeah. there was a, a writer that put out an article about like in this world of Netflix buying all these great movies from, from Sundance and buying all these other movies and then kind of putting them up there without a very solid marketing strategy are they you know they burying much, them. do they count as movies that article yeah yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And, and i don't really necessarily want to get into the nitty-gritty of like do they count as movies but is there something about like these movies that have been going up that you kind of just sort of stumble upon and then are like because I, I there was a new joe swanberg one mm -hmm. about gambling on netflix that i almost watched and i've heard the similar things about that where it's like this is a really good movie but it's like not you know doesn't feel like it's all the way there and yeah. is that something about the platform do you guys I, think I, a little why bit, so like the, the the platform allows for movies that aren't quite there to to languish like, or, or just that like that you're watching these movies on your tv in your home and it feels like more like tv maybe so or it's like the new hbo movie yeah kind of thing. um because i find it fascinating and and I don't think that there. I I have you know I watched that Burning Sands movie and it wasn't great either. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I'm glad that I watched that because I probably sure. wouldn't have if it wasn't there. And yeah, yeah. I, and there was some interesting parts in it. Yeah. And it's I, just a an interesting kind of thing I struggle with. Yeah. And I get it because like no, it shouldn't affect the quality of the film yeah. or how you take it in. But at the same time, of course it does. Yeah. I've been programmed my entire life to anticipate. And have the excitement of films being based on theatrical release, yeah. Yeah. a huge fucking thing, and and being built up to watching. The where yeah. this is like a, is the bigness of a movie depends on whether it's being it's good enough to be yeah. shown. Or, yeah. Yeah. In, in in theaters. Or even finding it, you know, seeing it over and over at the video store on yeah. the shelf, like should what what is yeah. going on with this movie? What totally like scanners is a movie like that. Like yeah. I looked at that box over yeah, and like, over. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck's going on with that guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find out. He, yeah, yeah. He looks nervous about something. Yeah, like yeah. that fucking guy. So I get like I, I it shouldn't, but it does. And I yeah. understand why just because you know we're just trained monkeys yeah <laughs> <laughs> it takes you know maybe for younger audiences it, it might not be quite as as yeah, yeah big of a problem yeah, yeah and i i looked at it from in that in regards to that article i was like well them being more available must be in some regards a better thing sure because i mean we all grew up you know my the when i was thinking about that article i was like well we all like people of our generation and my generation grew up in a time where you didn't have the access and you know it would have been wonderful if when I had heard about Peter Jackson's bad taste that I could have found it easily. Right. And yeah. but, but part of it was part of it was, it was the fun of the hunt too. Get. Exactly. So yeah. it's you hard. had to cultivate your yeah. fucking taste. You had to but go again, search yeah. for it and make mistakes. But that's us and, and yeah. younger mm -hmm. kids are their their movie yeah. watching uh, uh, experience is going to be entirely yeah. different, and yeah. maybe it'll be digging through Netflix and going. Sure. Oh, I found this crazy Netflix thing. Yeah. This is my cult Netflix cue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll be a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I generally, I have found that I enjoy the Netflix movies kind of popping up and then just being like, maybe I'll check. Because I, I did the same yeah. thing. I, I saw Small Crimes and I was going to watch it, but Emma, we watched the trailer together and she was like, eh, that doesn't seem like something I want to watch. So I was like, oh, save it for me. And then I just didn't get around to it. Right, right. But um, I I don't know I like there's something about that uh, that a movie can pop up that I haven't heard of 
And then if I watch it, maybe it's going to be fucking great. I kind of yeah. like that, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's mm-hmm. a whole brand new world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a brave new world. And sp- I guess speaking of, of digital uh, film viewing, I also watched something at home this week that right. I rented from Google Play. Oh. Um, this is a movie that I had heard about, and when I saw that it landed on Google Play, I wanted to watch it. I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw that the 2016 movie American Anarchist was up for renting which is a documentary by Charlie Siskel, who is the son of um, Gene Siskel. Oh, wow. Um, and he directed a movie called Finding Vivian Meyer about the woman who was a photographer that nobody really knew, and she was a big thing in the art world when they kind of unearthed these boxes of her, her work mm-hmm. long after she had died. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a mo- this movie is a story of uh, the... The man uh, who wrote the Anarchist's Cookbook, oh, uh, William Powell. So he is 65 right now. He wrote the Anarchist's Cookbook when he was 19, hmm. um, and you know there was a lot of this kind of counterculture, counterculture upheaval in the 60s and 70s, which led him to kind of write this book, which was such a radical, you know, intense, really, you know, kind of puffed up chest of a book from a 19 year old saying let's overthrow the government and here's how you make napalm and bombs (laughs) um and i thought that was just such a fascinating idea for a movie to talk to this man about you know how this book has affected his life um and this is one of those things like i had a copy of it in like a text file when i was in high school because like uh-huh. it became this thing where you could just like find it on the internet yeah, yeah. you thought you were cool i was down like oh let's see how bombs are made or whatever yeah so it was this real kind of like it went places and then it's also something that they find a lot on you know people who have committed atrocities like yeah like like um the oakland bombing uh like you know sandy hook all these different you know shootings and bombings and stuff like almost invariably there'll be some article somewhere that says like and then we also found at his home it's, he has the anarchist cookbook somewhere yeah. mm-hmm. it really is the uh the a blueprint for shitheads yeah um and and i was really excited because it's kind of written by a guy who knows that when he was 19 he was a fucking shithead and he knows that like i just thought some of this shit sounded cool yeah and it became this sort of like and then it got printed he says a couple times in the movie like yeah we all have skeletons in our closet but like mine ended up in circulation one of the biggest books like ever um but i have a real bone to pick with this movie because charlie siskel is so fucking dumb or not dumb but he's just (laughs) such a he is also from what i can gather from watching this movie kind of a shithead because he so so the opening of the movie is a lot of just kind of discussing how the book came to be and it's very interesting for for those of us that only just know of the book and not really like who he was and what you know his ideologies were and why he was so mad at the government and why he thought like they're out of control i need to you know find these books that are in the library that like anyone can find this information but i'm going to put it all in one book and information for the people and that's all well and good um but the way um, that the sort of central interview of the movie uh, come, goes about is very bully-like. Um, Charlie Siskel has a real thing that he wants um, William Powell to kind of, like, admit. And it's 
the the whole middle chunk of this movie has this feeling of like you don't feel bad enough so i'm just going to keep asking you questions <laughs> yeah. about like you know there's uh, a there's a point in the interview where like william powell was you know all this stuff happened and he was trying to get in people were trying to interview him and a lot of focus on him because of this book he'd written a couple of years ago so he left the country and went somewhere else and lived like you know a hermit life somewhere yeah. and charlie sissel keeps being like well, you know, in America, this shooting happened. They found his book on, they found your book on him. Then this bombing happened, found the book on him. Didn't you realize that this was going on? And he was like, I live, was living like, I was not reading the newspaper every day looking for like my book's name to come up. I was hiding from it. And he's very just like, how can you not see that this book that you wrote did all these things? And I think he you does don't... see that. I know. <laughs> and, yeah, probably <laughs> why he you... went to hide <laughs> yeah, from yeah, his yeah. And what's, he, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. and he very and, – and there is a – Sorry, sorry. Yeah, there's sorry. a – Sorry. Yeah. Or find each – try and find everyone who has a copy of him like, oh, by the way, yeah. don't use this exactly. for evil. And, and there's a really – if you did, uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> and there's a really fascinating story in the fact that he is – trying to reconcile and maybe has some conflicting feelings about it and 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 is trying to sort through you know and and the movie almost so like i didn't super love the movie i kind of gave it a negative review but the movie almost transforms into like it's not even about that anymore it's about this like the you know struggle between a director and a and a and a subject because there's points where it's like edge of your seat are they going to have a big argument? Because William Powell will just look at him and be like, Charlie, what am I not saying that you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> and there's an interview with his wife where she's like, some of the way that you're asking these questions are really upsetting. Like, why are you going about it this way? And it, it really ground my gears the way that, you know, there's a bigger story in here about him trying to figure out these feelings and i just felt like charlie Sisko throughout the whole movie is like don't you see what you've done don't you regret you know writing this don't you think that like you're partially to blame for all these things happening like it's very like out in the open that like he has it out for this interview subject instead of being like let's find the struggle and the emotion and what's going on here and some of the things that william powell says like yeah they contradict or he doesn't seem to like have the right answers and maybe yeah. he's and and that's fine because he's a complicated person but yeah and and the movie kind of ends kind of ends on this like cut to black with william powell trying to figure out how he's going to answer one of his questions as if it's sort of like they they like cut him off as if it's like look at this guy he can't figure out yeah. this obvious question I just asked and it really rubbed me the wrong way. Huh. You shouldn't walk away from from a documentary with opinions on the documentarian like that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you know, like uh, otherwise you've just made another Michael Moore movie. Yeah, mm. and and I do kind of like think there's enough of interest and enough kind of drama in the questioning and the way that like it really gets out of hand it it was almost like worth watching just for that um but it definitely was a big letdown because it's a really fascinating because because yeah he is like do i wish i didn't write this yeah like i was a fucking idiot kid and i wrote stuff that like m harmed a lot of people and i have to deal with that and i have to find a way to and like go and live my life and do better in the world and he does all this other stuff that he's trying to like you know he goes to other countries and he's trying to teach like children and stuff and so it's kind of like this really interesting sort of struggle of a guy and his life and 
and you wish the movie was about that and not the director badgering mm. him. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that uh, Gene Siskel, a man famous for his uh, strong grading opinions, <laughs> gave birth to a documentary. Yeah, but has- in the sense that, like, when you watch, you know, Siskel and Ebert arguing. That's so fascinating and interesting, and you know that there's like a common ground there, and that's missing here. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that common ground between them was missing a lot of the time. Well, too. but I but I feel like those clips of them on YouTube like really fucking laying into each other. Oh, I love them so much. Yeah, but there is like a at at some point there is a level of respect, and I do feel like his even if there is a level of respect between Charlie Siskel and William Powell, there is also a visible layer of like. I'm I my hand is here it's right in front of the screen driving these questions yeah. and and it it doesn't sit well yeah in American anarchist all right so check it out if you wanna nice dropping of the name it's yeah <laughs> American <laughs> really anarchist. really smooth yeah. yeah 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 um so Casey you gave us an album to listen to no, Casey also watched a oh, movie. Oh, Casey watched a movie, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. What, I'll I, be you... fucked if I watched Bigger, Fatter, Liar for nothing. Yes. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you watch Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Next up. Yeah. So Bigger, <laughs> Bigger, Fatter, Liar is a sequel to Big, Fat, Liar. Right. That nobody wanted. Right. Or this, saw. Or saw. Yeah. Uh, this is from this year. <laughs> no, this... the first one, I mean. No, yeah. Oh, I think nobody everybody, cared about that. I think a lot did of people, people saw the first one. I feel like it was popular. If they did, it's a f- they forgot it. Right. But I, th- I think it's like The Sandlot, where uh, it's not no, a no, movie no, I get no to way. The Sandlot's great. And people like love that fucking yeah. movie. But Nobody I, I, is... I f- well, I, I mean, I think it's like that in that there's a younger generation who totally loves it. Because like I feel like I don't know a lot of young right. kids go, oh, Paul Giamatti, he's the blue guy. I feel like younger people go like, I remember I watched that movie, Moving On. Oh, right. really? Yeah. 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 I, don't oh, th- I feel like I don't know any. Like the Sandlot has got like deep. Like Goonies, yeah. Level like you go on yeah, Tumblr yeah. and there's like a million gifts of the Sandlot. If you went on Tumblr and tried to find like Big Fat Liar fan pages, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. probably none. Yeah, you can walk into an HMV and yeah. see a. Well, no, you couldn't because they're gone. Yeah. But a year ago, you could have walked into an HMV and, and they have yeah. a, a Sandlot t-shirt. t-shirt on the wall. Yeah. Right. My point was not to uh, compare the two. It was just no. that there's a younger generation <laughs> who cares about Wrong. Big Fat Liar. That wasn't ours. <laughs> <Yeah>, sorry. <laughs> you, have you watched the Sandlot ever? I think I saw part of it and I was like, this is not for me. I don't know. Oh, maybe so try good. it again. It's nah, for you. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It's a good movie. I watched Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Hey, internet, tell him he's wrong. Uh, <laughs> you watched Bigger, Fatter, Liar, which, watch Goonies again. which is about <laughs> Kevin Shepard, a tech-savvy young genius who uses his intelligence to slack off when greedy video game executive Alan Wolf gets a hold of his ideas for a video game. <laughs> Kevin and his best friend Becca <laughs> set off to Seattle to make Wolf's life miserable through a series of pranks. I feel like the way you're reading this, you might have seen this movie, too. I tried to 90s it up. (laughs) A series of pranks with Capri Sun. How was this piece of garbage? Uh, It was was so middling that I, I can't pan it. Yeah. Because... I don't really know what I watched, uh. but I feel like there could be dumb kids who could get <laughs> something out of this. Like, not dumb kids. That's mean, but I, that is what I mean. Yeah. Uh, like, kids who, who just who aren't discerning, maybe. 
Yeah. Right. Because they're so dumb. <laughs> um, but like, it, it, it is very much just like, uh, man, what if there was a totally rad dude who was like, totally like lied to everyone all the time, but he was super sly while he did it. Mm-hmm. And then he got one over on an old rich guy. Wow. <laughs> uh, like th- that's that's basically what this is. There's it's pretty formless, shapeless. The main kid is uh, is pretty empty, but he's like he's got that kind of Disney charm where you're like, um, okay, you've seen other kids be charming on TV, right? And you're and you're doing the moves, yeah. and everything. But there, but there's nothing that could really be going insufferable it. to watch. It's not here. It's not insufferable, right? Um, it's just it's it's just very nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the movie starts with uh, uh, I think the most offensive thing in it, which is a <laughs> cover of Elvis Costello's "Pump It Up." Oh, yeah, oh, which no. is just kind of like, oh my goodness, this is the worst thing. Who's I'm gonna hate everything that comes after this. <laughs> Who covered it? Uh, d- d- nobody. Just, oh wow. Just, uh, a film score oh, guy God. number eight. Oh, the business lady guy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it was. I him. Love him. <laughs> Oh, I would uh, love to say that um, last time we were talking about whether or not Frankie Muniz was in this movie, I think maybe we thought we were talking about the fact that he produced it. Oh, did he? Yes. Oh, he produced it? Yeah. Well, bless good his for soul. Him, I guess. I hope he bought a new race car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it starts out and the kid, uh, the kid's a big fucking liar and he lies to everybody yeah. about getting his uh, homework done when he just steals the homework off the internet. Um, uh-huh. He lies to his dad about going on a field trip, so no. he gets fifty dollars. <laughs> he basically steals money from his dad. No, it's all played for like this guy's a totally rad dude. But I'm like, <laughs> no, he's just a shithead. Yeah, this guy's just a fucking lying. See, here's piece the of thing shit. that I didn't know. I didn't know that, and I guess this is the same setup as Big Fat Liar. But I didn't know that that was in reference to the main. Is this ba- so? It's basically Boy Boy Carl's Wolf. He's uh, always a liar, he, and then someone steals him. So no one, someone steals something, and no one believes it. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's that, well, that's supposed to be what it is. But okay. does he use his lying to? Well, that's the thing. Get out of the is new that, situation. Is he, like his superpower. He, uh, uh, like he's a, uh, you know, he's a he's a big lying piece of shit. And he's got this girl who's his best friend, uh, and so he runs afoul of uh, Barry Bostwick, who is, uh, who is just. Just well, not cashing. What's the opposite of cashing a paycheck? He is slumming it, fully invested. As he's the mean adult, and he's a real mean rich guy, and he's angry at everybody. And this guy's an asshole, and this guy's an idiot. And like he's just mean, ornery old uh, video game uh, magnate or whatever. Uh. And he steals the idea of a video game called Big Fat Liar yeah. uh, from the kid. And so the kid's like, oh, you, you got to believe me. Uh, Is the he video stole this game thing. based on the previous movie? <laughs> well, I don't think so, because the footage of the video game... Is uh, it's it's embarrassing, kind of like flash yeah, uh, looking yeah, yeah. bullshit. Um, but uh, but so he's got to go get it back, or he's got to go teach that evil Barry Bostwick a lesson. Um, so he just go basically goes and starts uh, assaulting uh, Barry Bostwick over and over again. Oh my god! Um, like and B- Barry Bostwick is a real piece of shit in this. He swindles and lies and calls everybody stupid and calls his 
his uh <laughs> what do you call it there his um security guy yeah hey, steroids get them out of here kind of thing like he's like the guy who's mean to everybody um and then that comes to bite him in the butt in the end because he's mean to all the people who work for him so they end up ganging up on him oh. and all that nonsense um but the kid is as much of a shithead he's just a yeah. different kind of shithead um and uh Okay, there's a point where, so they the kid plays a series of pranks on Barry Bostwick. Okay. One of the pranks being um, they find some pills, like they break into his house. They find some pills in the medicine cabinet, and the kid goes, are those what I think they are? And the other kid is like, uh-huh. So they're going to put them in his uh in his shake, yeah. you know, boner pills. Yeah. That's what I thought, right? Because when you hear, are those what I think they are? Uh huh. Yeah. You think boner pills. Totally. Yeah. So they put them in <laughs> We're his We're going to give this guy a boner. Like, totally. Like, yeah. So they put like four or five of the pills in there. I was like, this guy's going to have one awesome boner. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a kid's movie, but I guess we're going to do a boner joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he drinks his smoothie and then he gets on the treadmill. And I'm like, they're going to do a boner caught in a treadmill joke <laughs> that is going to make it all worth it. <laughs> but then he just passes out. Like, I'm like. Sleeping pills. Yeah. Boring. But who does that? At who least goes, like, go with the X-Lax. Are the, yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, if you're not going to give him a massive boner, <laughs> at least make him poop, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for two things. Boners or I'll settle for shit. Yeah. yeah. Boners. Uh, <laughs> torrential diarrhea. Or, if I'm lucky, both. <laughs> but but I got neither. He just fell asleep and I'm like, oh, really? Come on. I've never I've never wanted to see Barry Bostwick get a boner so bad in my life. <laughs> um... But uh, now what? what? Well, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so bigger, sorry. bigger, fatter, liar. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I just got uh, a text from my diarrhea wife. boner. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> where where was I? Diarrhea boner. All right. Um, okay. So. Uh, oh fuck! Now I lost my shit. Uh, unlike Barry Bonds, <laughs> yeah. am I right? Uh, but you've got yeah, a huge so boner. It, there's just a series of things. In the first boner, movie, yeah. uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, when it comes to malls, you can't beat the boneria. <laughs> I do all my shopping at the boneria. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, so the, in the first movie, they turn Paul Giamatti blue. In mm-hmm. the second movie, uh, they put um, permanent mime makeup on Barry Bostwick sorry, and shaved the top of his head. Okay. It's quite incongruous and quite <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I don't know what you're going for. And then at one point, uh, so so Barry Bostwick steals the uh, idea for the video game and then it turns out that they have to work together, him and the kid, because they have a big video game presentation. Of course. Barry Bostwick is yeah. like, look, you've beaten me. Uh, we'll We'll work together on this and it'll be the best video game ever. So the kid agrees, and it works, and it's successful, and everyone loves the video game. But then at the last minute, Barry Bostwick is like, ah, ha, 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 I'm going to take all the credit, and you get out of my office kind of thing. Oh, but man. then they conspire to get back at him for that. It's like, oh, the old switcheroo. By making him, like, by knocking him out or something, and then making him think that he's in the back of a limo. But what they've actually done is they have him in a sound studio okay. with, like, TVs surrounding the car that look like outside. And I'm like... You have the limo. <laughs> Just drive the limo around. Yeah. You know what looks a lot like outside? Outside. outside. <laughs> um, 
so it's just this elaborate plan that just means nothing um and then and then they make a video at the big video game presentation they make a video of him and he make him look like a fool and then he gets fired for being a fool uh, at one point there's a shot within the video of him doing the time warp and i'm like all right somebody thinks they're clever that's yeah. fine but this movie is made worth it for the simple fact that at the end the movie ends and then during the credits there's bloopers yeah uh. <laughs> but these bloopers are literally just people forgetting their lines, not reacting or anything. Just like, oh, was it my line? Oh, sorry. Okay, can we go again? <laughs> that is literally it. Every once in a while, someone will forget, like, be like, um, oh, was there a guy in the shot? Okay, let's take it again. <laughs> you know, so, and then someone will be like, oh, was there a guy in the shot? <laughs> no, there was somebody in the shot. That's not a joke. Uh, but. There's so many of these bloopers that are just absolutely zero bloopers. Uh. It's really great. Boop, boop. So that's... <laughs> they always good. have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Bigger, fatter, liar. It, it, it's such a nothing movie. Mm. Um, well, there you go. There a nothing go. movie, yep. a frustrating documentary, yep. and a pretty all right, pretty good uh, Netflix pick. Sure. Um. Now we have to talk about an album Casey gave us. Yes. Casey gave us an album by John Mayer. 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 Called I'm Looking Around for All of It. Everything. Give me all the things. The Search for Everything. We got everything. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember what it was called, and then I when I went to listen to it, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah like and that it. album cover." Yeah. Oh, oh, I got a little drawing. Yeah. It's so very He's like. like <laughs> <laughs> the album cover for "The Search for Everything" by John Mayer is very like. Oh, I'm. I want it to look sort of indie, sort of like it's got like this sort of artistic sketch of him with a bit of a like surreal pattern behind him and. It's just very. It feels very calculated. The album art. It, it yeah, really yeah. does. It's gross. Um, it's oh. Now he this this album's actually. I, I, I don't know if that's what he wanted. If he wanted it to be like artsy and indie or something like that. But what it all it says to me is like, holy fuck, I love me. <laughs> oh yeah, there's. No, I. It must be so hard to play guitar when you're up your own butthole. Yeah, um, yeah. Here's something that Casey. I don't know if you knew about this. But um, this it's album great. is the best. No, yeah. this album yeah. was oh, I knew. actually um, two EPs put together with some new songs. Um, and he released them in waves. And the, f- the first one was The Search for Everything, wave one. And the uh-huh. second one was The Search for Everything, wave two. Yeah. And he, he there were some quotes somewhere where Does he was make like... make it better or worse for you? <laughs> no, but there were some quotes somewhere where he said like, I got all this new music, and there's no way I'm gonna be able to put it out all at once. Like I gotta, I gotta like put yes, it. There is. This is the way I have yeah. to put it out there. Yeah. Here's these, what you do: yeah. put it all out at once. Two Twelve EPs. songs on one stupid CD, just like you always have. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they put them together with a couple extra songs. How did they do it? I know. I don't know. I don't know. How they how they figure out whether or not to cut the song "Emoji of a Wave"? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's one of the song titles. Yep. Oh, I didn't read them very closely, no. nor did I spend any time listening to also, it. Also, one yeah. of the songs is called Theme from yeah, The Search for Everything. everything. <laughs> Holy Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then one song's called You're Gonna Live Forever in, in Me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. He's talking about his own head yeah. inside of his butthole. 
Never on the day you leave. Man, yeah. this album was boring and yeah, dumb. Yeah. You know, music is a wonderful uh, uh, tool to explore emotions or uh, relive past emotions and memories. And this is the this music sounds like if you really wanted to capture what it feels like to shop at Old Navy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, and I can't. I don't even Re- know what remember that time I bought a shirt. <laughs> That shirt's going to live in me forever. (laughs) And like this. Boy, I was riding an emoji wave that day. It's really hard to uh, discern any song. No, there's like the upbeat, sexy song or the slow, thoughtful one. And it's like the upbeat, sexy one sounds like like uh, he doesn't necessarily his voice. His voice is different, obviously. But imagine if instead of being like serious and pretentious, Sting had been like. Sexy and pretentious. Yeah, oh <laughs> like they boy. sound like horrible Sting songs. To yeah, me. Um, like even his cadence. You, you know, you Sting probably could have just gotten away with saying Sting songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the horrible isn't plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I love the police, but <laughs> hey, me too. Hey, uh, was, you know that. You, you know how Sting, like he even goes. I felt like on a couple of the songs he goes for like Sting pronunciation. I can see that. You know, and, oh, and sort of like cadence, but you know, like there's a way like Sting phrases things or says things it almost sounds like he doesn't want his lips to touch yeah you know what i'm talking about <laughs> listen to him that's well, what he's doing he knows where those things yeah have yeah, been. yeah yeah um <laughs> for eight hours yeah, weird vowel shapes for sting anyway yeah. and i feel like mayor does this a couple of times on a couple of songs yeah, i think you're right yeah yeah anyway this yeah i mean <laughs> you, you hear the first song still feel like your man it's kind of like seems Ugh. like it's maybe the poppier they're yeah. trying to like maybe that's one but of there's the... six more of that song yeah here. exactly and, and then you... i'm gonna release this <laughs> Yeah, I got to put it out in two EPs because that's so, the artistic way are, to do are we, it. Are we? Because he's he's put out um, some straight up blues bullshit. Yeah, and he's put out a lot of that is the lad. Yeah, this feels like he's taking. What are we doing here? It's, it feels like he's taking the body as Wonderland stuff, but that he's tr- it, it honestly. And I don't know if this is just because I've been listening to a lot of that kind of music lately, but it feels like he's trying to do his like AOR. Kind of like this is like AM radio jams, you know? Yeah, like soft rock jams for a sexy minivan. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah. it's like it's gonna come up on like ninety two point seven, the chill, and it's like the like the 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 the, like radio station you're allowed to have on at your office. It'll be playing in every store in the Bonaria. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this album will give you Bonaria. Yeah, it's very much in that kind of. It, it's going for sort of like that. It's it, it's got a band kind of sound to it, but I, but we're but yeah. we're doing it up chill. We're doing it up, you know, yeah, a, a yacht rock style. Yeah, feels yeah. like that's kind of what he's going for. Yeah, this so album I, totally I gives like you like Bonaria. Yeah. yeah, which I don't know if that means that poop shoots out of your dick. Or yeah. <laughs> You shit a bunch of dicks. <laughs> Either way, checks out. Anyway, so I was shop- I was down at the Boneria the other day shopping at the Old Navy. And uh, long story short, I ruined their display of slacks. I don't want to get but into bonus, it. But bonus, I then bought new slacks. <laughs> um, it was really... The front of which are ruined. Yeah, Al Jardine was on this album. Of uh-huh. the Beach Boys. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Great. Disappointing that he was on this crap. Um, <sighs> yeah, and Cheryl Crow was on here, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah really Lord. not very good at no, all. No, that nothing. No business lady songs. No. no. Now Casey gets to get le- to give us another one. Yep. Um, 
after watching Bigger, Fatter, Liar, so we could be in for it here. Yeah, guys, now, there's a lot of alarming albums coming out this year, <clears throat> 2017. Bands you wouldn't expect to have an album out in 2017. If you give me this album, that I, this is one of the ones that I had. Well, I was them. scrolling through. Looking at the new releases, thinking, mm-hmm. well, Cheryl Crow has a new album out. Mm-hmm. I guess that's maybe why she's showing up on a John Mayer album. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, oh, that's weird. And then I scrolled to one, and I was like, I oh, my God. God. Incubus has a new album. Oh, out. God. I it had gets weirder, fellas. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, what must that sound like? And I do know that we like to, uh, uh, we like to check out, you know, former... Rock of the yes. late '90s bands, Corn yeah. uh, and the like, right. and what they're doing now because it must be awful. And imagine what Incubus is doing now; yeah. Yeah. it's got to be awful. But then also, I was like, eh, maybe it's just the same middle of the road shit that they, you know, flickered out with. Pretty sure, yeah. You know, before that's probably what's going on. Oh, okay. But then I scrolled even more, oh, man. and I was like, wait, wait a gosh darn second. The Cranberries have a new album, uh. <laughs> and I thought a way back to one of our first episodes and one of our first Punishment albums, yeah. and it was a new Cranberries album. Oh God! And I remember the pain and, in your eyes when you talked about it. I had to it. listen to it. Was did you? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, you, yeah, you who gave it to I us. I gave it to you, you fucker. Yeah, that well, that's what I meant by I gave you that Cranberry. You <laughs> fucker. Um, so the Cranberries, something else. Oh, God damn it! I'm gonna, gonna be shitting be dicks all week. Yeah. <laughs> Is gonna be something else, you oh, bastard. Oh yeah, so it's either like diarrhea yeah, that yeah, shoots yeah. out your wiener, or oh, you need to revisit this topic. You didn't fucking get it earlier. I think the That's listeners right. have had enough visual identification of what this disgusting thing is. Let me finish. Everyone Dan. was or... like, everyone was so happy that we moved on from this disgusting topic, and you were like, oh, it's the dick has the shit. Go- oh, let me bring it up again. Or uh, we. Wieners <laughs> shoot out of your butt. Oh, oh! So you mean it's the two things you exactly said five minutes ago? Is that what that means? <laughs> oh man! Oh, so anyway, the cranberries. Yeah. So in summation, the cranberries. <laughs> oh, disgusting. <laughs> We haven't really Listen, done, I'll allow it once. We haven't really done anything that objectionable in a long time. No, but usually when we um, upset Dan, it's because we talk too much about poop or boners. Well, yeah. now it's both. We're just getting it all done at once, Dan. We're thinking of you. Yeah. Oh, so good. So bad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now it's time to roll. Yeah. Which means Scurbity it's time burp. to pause for a second. Yeah. Harpity flirt. Okay. Yeah. Time to roll. First really big roll of the year. Big roll of the year. And Guardians one, for, of the Galaxy. For my money, one of two, my, my two most anticipated. Yeah. Right. Of the year. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta see it. Yes. Um, And versus something that came up in our uh, group thread recently, I saw a trailer for it, and then I we talked about it, and then I totally forgot about it. <laughs> And then I realized that it is available to see. Yeah. Right. And it stars Tom Green trying <laughs> to not be funny. Yeah, like Tom Green putting in an <laughs> earnest performance. And Shannon Not an Doherty. earnest performance like Jim Varney. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Green saying, know what I mean, yeah, Vern? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and and also Shannon Doherty of 90210. Yeah, somebody who's very near and dear to our podcast. Exactly. And the movie is called Bethany, and it's a horror movie that does not look very good at all. No. But the cast makes it makes it seem like something dumb. we should yeah, watch. Yeah, yeah. So Bethany, which is uh, out and about, I believe you can rent it online, mm-hmm. and it is about you know moving back to the, her childhood home, and then there's traumatic memories, and her mom is haunting her. So we'll see what's going on in Bethany. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I, I, it'll be good. Maybe it'll be awful. I, I don't remember if I did see this in the trailer or not, but I have a feeling that there's going to be a scary face peeking out of somebody's hair. Oh, yeah, and there was oh, also yeah. a scary... Isn't that, something, isn't that kind of a trope yeah. these days? Yeah, and I watched that face right out of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a scary fingernail broke off scene. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, I forgot about that. <laughs> and Gage is not like those. No. I, don't, I don't like fingernail trauma. There's yeah. a scene I'll put in, your fingernail um, on this die and roll it. Um, <laughs> scene in what? <laughs> There's a scene in in Twin Peaks Firewalk with me uh, where they rip a, a fingernail yeah. off a corpse, and it yeah. every time the sound. Oh, yeah, the sound. Casey's rolling. Casey rolled a four. All right, that is pretty uh, good. Dan's gonna roll a two. Dan rolled two. two. Wow, what the fuck? That's a goocher. <laughs> it's a six. That's a six. Jesus yeah. Christ. Crickets. Shouldn't have rolled a two, dummy. You should have said Dan's going to roll a two. Your first mistake was rolling a two. This is because I didn't want you guys talking about pooping penises. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for using the proper term penises. Yeah. Oh, great. All right. Well, I'm watching Bethany then, I guess. Yes, you are. Son of a bitch. Ben penises. (laughs) What? To the tune of? Love and marriage. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, You see what I was doing. I see see you. Um, And I see you, listener, going to our Patreon and... Checking us out over there at patreon.com slash modern superior. Yeah. You can also find us on uh, modernsuperior.com. On Facebook and Twitter, we are at SYNWPC. And uh, next week, we will have a discussion about Bethany um, and a discussion about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Neither of which we can safely promise will not be uh, including discussion about poop coming out of a dick no Who know? i don't know. know what either of those movies are about <laughs> no no <laughs> maybe that's all they're about yeah exactly um and we will also talk about our wonderful album uh the cranberries mm-hmm. son of a yeah i fucking hate that band yep well, for now you haven't heard the new album <laughs> right, this right. is their comeback yeah, finally I uh, something i'll enjoy yes yeah. Yeah, yeah. finally all right. right so uh yeah so head on over to the patreon uh because the show's still going. We're yeah. just cutting it off here for the free. For you. Yeah. For you so, cheapskates. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> seems harsh. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We love you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so go go on over to the Patreon and um, and jump on board because, again, we have so much great stuff. Yes. I'm super excited about the fact that we're going to get to really open it up here. And you're going to want to be on the Slack channel so you can yep. Slack along with us yeah. in movie yeah. style. And let us know, uh, those of our patrons on the Slack channel and uh, the rest of y'all on uh, social media, let us know what a good day to uh, to do the Slack along would be. Yeah. yeah. What's your, what's yeah, your yeah. favorite time? And, again... Normally, we would ask you what the movie would be, too, but we're doing the Bye Bye Man. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's our inaugural thing. Yeah, all right. We're really adopting that movie as our own. Yes. So I'm, uh, I'm yeah. happy. And okay. I guess... Uh, we will see you next Wednesday. Uh-huh. Goodbye, Internet. There is a ghost at the end of Safe Haven at the end of our Patreon write-up. Yeah. Boneria. <laughs>
<laughs> There's boner at the end of my poop. <laughs> boner on the end of this dirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you made it worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here, can you stop and... Uh, okay. This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.